Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Films Have Guys. I'm Alex Kanderis, show creator, editor, and a 200-pound rat in a full man suit. We experienced a number of difficulties as far as this recording goes, speaking both on the technical sides and just on our big doo-doo dumb brain person heads, you know? Word to the wise, no matter how much you think it fits your podcast thematically, it's probably not a good idea to record yourself in a rocking wicker chair. We also done goofed in the amount of content that we tried to bring to this week's episode. I ended up having to personally spend around five hours cutting 30 minutes without trying to drop continuity. So that being said, in the future, you shouldn't expect hour and a half long episodes out of us because quite frankly, I'm too fucking lazy. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you don't, I hope you enjoy giving us a second chance. Thanks for your time. Films have guys. We are half horror review podcast, half civil disagreement about whose week it is to change the litter box. I'm your host for the week, Alex Candaris. Let's do a roll call, boys. I am Alex Hickson. It is not my week to change the litter. I am Tanner Cox. Don't, don't, please don't eat the mic. Please refrain. <laughs> Our levels are doing wild. <laughs> Our levels are doing well. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut this. We checked levels with you guys sitting back. Okay, fun. I didn't realize how pumped up I'd be when oh, we were actually recording. God. I just had to get in oh, here. Fucking hell. Hello? No, stop. <laughs> we're gonna start clipping. Oh, you got the beginning of Alex's intro with me going. Fucking Alex is quoting AFB over here. <laughs> Alright, so, um. Really quickly, I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, linger on it too much, but let's just say kind of what our format's going to be. So each episode, and we're doing bi-weekly at this point, or we're shooting for it, each episode, someone different out of the crew will choose a movie and will choose to either um, pick, pick a, a good movie, preferably, or do what I did this week and choose the, uh, the worst. House. <laughs> choose the Off worst the movie. Um so I'm I'm literally uh, opening up this casket and closing it at the same time. We are talking about Tara Subkoff's magnum opus, hashtag horror. And so, if, so we're calling it magnum opus. And if you haven't heard of it before, that's that's um, you're probably within the majority of people. I found it back in 2015 when it did a limited run on Netflix for a while. I, I understand that it's been taken off. Why? Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank I, fucking God. We need you, to think get... it, you think it just did do well? Or... Ooh. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, okay, you know. of horror movies on Netflix, it yeah. had to be pretty good. No, I've, I've, I've literally seen watched worse. worse. Honestly, yeah. I've, I'll, I'll say this. Watching it uh, twice in the span of three years, or four years, really fucking good still. Watching it four times in the span of a week, I want to die, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to die. So let's just... Uh, 
let's kind of go in without hopping into the material really quickly. Let's just go on first impressions. So I will say, Alex, I thought you would personally love this film. Tanner, I, I knew you would 100% hate this film. So just, if you would, hop on my prediction and, and tell me how, how close the mark I hit. You were close on one of our behalfs, I know that. But on mine, you were incredibly close. Because <laughs> I was pacing my fucking living room back and forth. I, I hated it. I couldn't even I couldn't even get through the fucking yeah. like, first 30 minutes because it was so bad. But there's enough that kept me sitting down because it was pretty Well, there are funny. a few incredible I will say incredible performances from a few particular characters. One of them Timothy Hutton and I, I believe he still is the uh, record holder youngest Oscar winner for a supporting actor in a film. I wouldn't say that he comes with that energy, but he comes with a very different physical he comes energy. With energy, for sure. sure. A lot of energy. He comes with a whole lot of energy. Oscar-winning energy. Oh, boys. He has a few Oscar-winning parts in yeah. this movie. It's I mean, close. Other than that, you have Alex Cox, who is played by Chloe Sevigny, who uh, I think most fans would probably recognize at this point from the American Horror Story series. I think she did... Well, she did a job. She showed up. A job. <laughs> she did a job. She was told what to do. She showed up, and and that was more or less the the extent of her performance. I didn't think it was absolutely noteworthy. But Tanner, what were your uh, first impressions on the film? So, I think given a different setting, I could have been into the movie, but I was not. It takes a certain kind of like touch and finesse to do just, like, a shitty horror film. Do we think this was intentionally made bad? 100,000%. Well, that's what I was going to say next okay, was, okay. like, I had, I, at parts, I was guessing whether they were acting terribly on purpose or if there were just terrible actors. Well, that's where I, I think that the actors were awful. The acting was 100% awful, with the exception of Dr. White. Yeah, the the star in the film, and I, the reason I think that is because the movie was definitely stupid, just mm. because of like the cutscenes and the all cut the scenes were like I was I had like four seizures. Yeah, they were re yeah they were fucking ridiculous. just in the intro alone. We'll get into that, but I I would like to ask either of you boys if you've read up anything on Tara Subkoff, who is the director of this beautiful, lovely film. Uh, digging something up from this film was a little hard. <laughs> Because there, there's nothing. because you gotta go in the dark web to find it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> because it's fucking garbage. Yeah, I, I had to definitely hack the mainframe to find this information. Yeah. But Tara Subkoff, formerly married to Urs Fisher, who was a, a big contemporary visual artist. You can tell that she was definitely into art. Like you don't yeah, put yeah, that much sure. art in a movie like that without like being into art. And that's yeah. why I I personally believe in my heart of hearts, Tara Subkoff 100% thought she was making a good movie. You think so? I 100% believe that because but she cinematically from, it wasn't artistic. She she has uh, you know nominal acting experience, but beyond that, she's mostly gotten her you know praise in the art world in the fashion world. She is very much the sort of pretentious. I can just step into whatever industry I want types, yeah. and I think that shows. I think that very much shows 
in sort of the lack of awareness around a lot of topics, especially concerning technology, I would say. Yeah, it, it was like a boomer made a video on how on a movie on how bad yeah. technology is, and I was like, yeah, no, it just felt like someone had never used a smartphone and made this movie about how bad being on your smartphone is. You know, I did, See, but actually, I did actually check. <laughs> Tara Subkoff has been on social media since <laughs> so, since like 2010. How old? How old is she? How old is she? Okay, she because that is. She is 46 now, so at the time of uh, directing this, she would have been just about 40. See, that's what I'm saying, though, is that it, it does seem like a this is what a boomer would think it would be yeah. like. And I'm sure the the take on 12-year-olds was probably what she thought it was like. Like, this is what 12-year-olds do. The, yeah. You know, this is what they do. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think she was being artistic or anything like that on purpose. Like, she put art in a movie, and that was on purpose. Yeah. But cinematically, there was no pan shots of anything incredible. Everything was meant to be ridiculous like yeah. there had to be some level of funny stuff going on in her head i think it was more just the sort of eccentricity you get with that type of person that kind of bleeds into it because she wrote the screenplay as well so i would imagine that she's sitting there with timothy hutton and say yes you put your hands on these 12 year old girls all right let's uh before we start getting into the actual uh, sequence of events that transpires I want to go over the characters first, so we don't have to keep sort of stopping our introducing new characters. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll just talk. As I said, Timothy Hutton in this film plays Doctor White. His relations. He has a daughter named Cat, who we'll touch on. He's very neurotic. He is a upper class, uh, very well off plastic surgeon. Spends a little bit too much on the time with his phone and not not. Too much, <laughs> too, too much gaming. Too much online gaming. Too much generic farm <laughs> bill. crops have been harvested. Hey, two or three. He's almost there. <laughs> then, as I said, Chloe Seventy plays Alex Cox, who... That's kind of why I wanted to bring this movie first into the podcast, just to convolute everything more, since we have two Alexes and a Tanner Cox. <laughs> Alex Cox, another well-off individual, has marital issues with her husband, Harry, which we will soon find out. Harry and Alex have a daughter named Sophia, who is who is an absolute trash girl, I would say. Oh. Uh, oh, trash girl. Yeah, but trash those girl. are... I would say those are more auxiliary characters because the, the bulk of the movie focuses around this group of five 12-year-old girls having a sleepover and, whoops, things start happening. <laughs> so getting into the girls, first off, um, we can start with Kat, I said, uh, daughter of Dr. White. Generally an unstable individual, very heavily into bullying, pretty pretty mean, pretty adroit, I would say. We can address at this point the fact that each of these girls seems to be very one-dimensional and characterized by something specifically that yeah. people would bully yeah, they yeah. other people for. fatal flaw about them. Yeah. Yeah. So Kat is just a mental illness, easy to pick on anyone about that. Next we have Sam. Um, Sam, I think people in Just the room poor. would agree, is our protagonist. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. I don't even um, know if Sam is poor, though. I think Sam no, is middle class, but to them, yeah. They live in the Hamptons and upside yeah. in, in oh, yeah. upper New York. <laughs> there would be a house in New York alone. <laughs> like, like, you, oh, no, you it's, not, it's not in New York. Village? It's in Connecticut. Greenwich huh. is in New York, though. No, it's Greenwich... I'm pretty sure it's Greenwich, Connecticut. 
Because the other places they were mentioning... I just know the yeah. Greenwich and New York, That's, and it's like... In the I was thinking New York. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. so there is a Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Another location they mentioned was in Connecticut. Parts were shot in Connecticut. Other parts actually were shot in New York, though. Do they have so, any... Do, like, the, does the director have any ties to Connecticut? She grew up there. Okay. Um, okay. So, so it is Connecticut. So in interviews, she would actually say, you know, oh, write what you know, which apparently she was having mass slaughters at her sleepovers growing up, which is right. always good to know. <laughs> it's always good no to know. Doubt. But Sam, as we said, is the poor girl. A little bit off kilter, which is something I found really interesting that I want to get into more as we go through the actual plot line. But for now, we'll leave it as... She's got some sort of psychiatric something or other going on. Did uh did the director have any any mental illnesses noted or anything any Who big events like that? I mean, that? dude, she she wrote and directed hashtag horror. It's true, yeah, that, <laughs> she that alone in could, itself. She deserves to be locked. That's a symptom for good. Yeah. Um, next, we have Sophia, who is she's like the archetype, catty rich girl leader of the group. Doesn't have much to complain about, but she complains about everything, including how her new mansion is smaller than her old mansion. Her parents have marital issues, as was touched on. Yeah, I don't see... She's the only one who doesn't feel feel like she fills one of those stereotypical bullying categories for me. Yeah, she doesn't have much to really pick on her yeah. about. And those are, I would say, those... Everyone that's been listed off so far would be the main characters. Moving on... The other girls in the group, we have Georgie. I mean, the fat tranny bitch. That <laughs> bitch. That's, that's not Tanner being absolutely <laughs> uh, Yes, it is. No, no, she no. fuck it. <laughs> Never Levels, mind. boy. Ne- Levels. Never mind. <laughs> Levels. Never mind. No, no, no. But, but Georgie is stereotypically fat, and the, the director, Tara Subkoff, wants to make it abundantly clear. She spends probably half of her screen time eating, and then... The other half being mercilessly ridiculed for being overweight. Then we have Francesca, who doesn't seem to fit any of these categories really, but all of the girls keep calling her, you know, gay, lesbo, dyke, whatever. What? They called everybody lesbo, dyke at some I point. I think but it she was mostly directed at It was directed at her, yeah. That like, was why? her main, like, yeah. Yeah. her... At her some shirt. point, there was a few, early on, there was a few lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you gonna make out with me, <laughs> lesbians? Yeah. And then, last but not least, we have Ava, who is just, she, uh, she dumb. She dumb as hell. <laughs> she dumb as hell. Oh, don't even make me say the big one. The big joke. Kind of girl. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's really our cast of players, as you know, as far as I see it. Uh, so let's just kind of start digging into it. Let's start breaking it out. So right away, we we hop into a scene which kind of sets all of the marital issues between Harry and Alex Cox up right away. Harry is basically driving out with his mistress. Calls up Alex, obviously very pissed off at him. She knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. He drops off his mistress, and then we're treated to this nice little live stream overlay of someone walking up to Harry in the car, 
and slashing his throat before going off for the mistress, which it, it doesn't make sense, right? He it's drove very off, confusing. He drove off yes. from the mistress, and then the mistress just happened to be right in front yes. of the car. Also, the cut. Well, she goes, I'm going to go pack. Yeah. And then gets out of the car and in stands the middle in of the, the forest. Yeah. yeah. And stands in the middle of the forest while it's snowing. It's an extremely but, confusing part. Also, she's going to go pack, and it's walking distance to the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's all bit the whole every cut in this movie was so hard to follow because none of it ever made sense. No, yeah, it, it just geographically there were a lot of um, oh big flaws, inconsistencies. Big flaws. And this is the first time we're we're treated to one of uh, one of Tarasovkov's beautiful uh, social media overlays in which an anthropomorphized hashtag slashes a knife at us, the audience, which I thought was quite quite rude. And then it, it gives us a little, little hashtag submit before panning to a late title screen and the intro credits. God, you, like it looked I can't, awful. I can't stress this enough. Like you, as the viewer, just uh, subject to a barrage of really bad emojis. Yeah, someone puked emojis all over the screen <sighs> after you this. Imagine like the SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Cutscene text, you know, three hours later, with with that font and that colorful background. Yeah. But every half second was a new screen with different. Yeah. Text it's just and different emojis and different fucking sounds. Yeah. It and was it's just like a... they wanted you to have a stroke. Yeah. Like that was their end goal. Was like, how many people yeah. can we kill? And that's a part just, of the art. Just by the intro. Yeah. How let's weed away the weak ones just yeah. with the intro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just that... a really good emoji movie. <laughs> it's a really good emoji. Because the emoji movie better. itself, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Big fan, Big fan of emoji movie. But that movie, just watch the intro. Just, what, just watch movie. the intro of that, and you get the entire plot of the emoji movie inside of this little tiny part, mixed with a little bit of math, a little, then, little bit. After the open credits, we we cut directly to Sam, who I said is a little bit off kilter. She's standing in front of a mirror, and I didn't realize this actually for far too long after having watched it four times this week i didn't realize it this is the same scene that shows up it's It's the same scene that shows up later in sophia's house but she's standing in front of a mirror and has flashbacks of apparently the murder that we just saw take place yeah, it's it's supposed. I get the horror behind it, but it also doesn't make yeah. any. Again, and geographically, it just doesn't make sense. And anymore. this was something that I actually I went out of my way. I reached out to actress Sadie Sealer. How's she doing? I, I reached out to actress Sadie Sealer, who plays Sam in the movie, trying to get a little bit more insight into mm-hmm. um, exactly what the audience was supposed to take away from the scene. And. Oh, she, she, she well, didn't respond. Quite a few <laughs> messages later there, she uh, he was blocked. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was blocked. Was just <laughs> order from no, no, no. no she, she definitely did Please not respond. Please respond. <laughs> Please respond. For the love of God, uh, I just need to know. Oh, oh we. Boy. Um, um, honestly, at 12 years old, I don't think you can even percept the art in this movie. So even if you did reach out to her, she wouldn't get it. Yeah, she's still, she was a little I don't, fucking wait, kid. You've you've just implied that there's some underlying art that is to be gotten. And yes, I'm she not, was looking at dude. You I'm know not man. actually I'm not actually disputing that because I think there's something very uh, very much happening below surface level that I'd like to believe that we can come to a conclusion here today during this recording. 
Next shot, Sam is driving to Sophia's house for a sleepover, which she was invited to by Kat with her mom. And her mom is very sort of reluctant to take her, I would say. She talks about how, you know, Sam's still having nightmares and seeing weird things. There's obvious implications that Sam is experiencing some emotional or psychiatric distress. Sam is obviously very insecure about being the poor girl in this, this richer neighborhood. She makes her mom drop her off like a mile from the house, right? Yeah, can't be seen. Can't be seen and also <laughs> have to get these the, and even that, And yeah. even that, the, the, her car door didn't work on the passenger side, <laughs> no, no. so the mom, they, they, thought, <laughs> they thought it was so uh, important to stress how poor how this bro these poor people were. <laughs> the mom had to get out and let Sam out on her side. That was funny. Just make her crawl through the back. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, give me a good, give me a good unedited scene of her crawling out the back of the <laughs> yeah. car. Busts out the window. So Sam walks into the girl. Uh, Sam walks into Sophia's house. Basically, the girls talking shit on her. Right? They're like, "Why is there this weird girl coming? She smells." Yeah, she's she smells probably a lesbian breath. at some point. I don't really remember <laughs> yeah, the director. They're really hooked they're on really, the whole. Yeah. Lesbian. At 12, you're really obsessed yeah. with, you're a lesbian. Um, but we are introduced to one of my favorite characters in this scene. We are introduced to uh, Breathing Egg. Breathing yeah. Egg. <laughs> the best character in the movie. Breathing Egg. Just this a- house is beautifully decorated, well, quote unquote, beautifully decorated with a lot of contemporary art. But one of the pieces in general is what appears to be a picture of Marilyn Monroe covered by a hard oil, hard boiled egg hard oiled egg hard uh, hard oiled hard egg boiled nice egg. And hard oiled yeah, egg yeah most of the shots cuz there is an exception to this rule most of the shots the yolk in this egg is actually undulating so it's actually breathing uh, which we can we can come back to this later but it's it's really interesting to me i watched with subtitles on so um, did i and it actually said uh, heartbeats or yeah. something like that. Yeah. All right. So next we cut to Cat <laughs> and her dad, Dr. White, talking. Dad is scolding her for engaging in cyberbullying and ditching school. All the meanwhile during this conversation, he's really laying, laying, you know, laying down the line with her. But at the same time, he's very obviously distracted by his phone. Even going so far as to play what I would say is a very generic version of Farmville. Yeah, gotta uh, farm them tomatoes. Yeah, uh, and if you're wondering what this looks like visually, because I'm sure no one has seen this film, uh, no one's probably gonna watch. It this is an anticipation. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just. Imagine that the notification you would get on your phone that your Farmville, oh boy, crops are ready. That just pops over and takes up 50% of the goddamn screen. Um, With emojis and pictographs and nice little animations. Cat does at at one point mention you shouldn't get so stressed out, at which point we see much in the same way Dr. White sending off a text to refill a Xanax prescription. Now, I, I struggled with this part 
so much yeah. because of the fact that I mean, and this is through the entire movie. No one in the movie keeps like a consistent persona. And at the beginning <laughs> dude, of this, he was so awful. dude. It was awful because he was consoling her at one point, and he's like, you know, like asking if she's okay and what he can do. And then out of nowhere, my man, Mister White, just starts fucking freaking out on Sam. Oh. You know, yeah, and just yeah. starts ridiculing her and makes it a hit, which, you know, I get it. It's it's displaying on, you know, what his mental health is like. But it's, yeah. it was it was so hard to follow because no one is like that. What I was going to ask is, do you guys think that, I mean, it's probably pretty implicitly Dr. White's Xanax prescription, right? Did we all take away that yes. he was texting about his Xanax prescription? I took away that it was hers because okay. right before he they showed the text on screen, he asked her if she was still taking her medication. Okay. So I, I took that it. as then him saying, okay, well, you're yeah, any better and you're going to... I could really see it going either way, either way yeah, which yeah. is why I wanted to bring it up. Because Whether it's him moments, dealing with her or she's, you know, what she needs yeah, to do with herself. There is... Um, a scene that we'll get to in which it's it's pretty clear to me at least that Dr. White is having a full-blown panic attack. Which I need his doctor because he just texted him and he's <laughs> yeah. like hey, Dude, 60 pills of Xanax refill, yeah. stat like, yeah. stat. I need that kind of doctor. I believe her name was Stacy too, which was probably the first name introduced. <laughs> what should we name her, Stacy? Yeah. Stacy. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna just skip over this scene. The scene with Alex Cox uh, where she, A, hits on the home renovator, driving home the point that infidelity probably goes both ways yeah. with him. And then um, we, we get the egg in this scene again. And I'm going to keep coming back to the egg because, oh my God, I, I love this egg. <laughs> um, notably, because there, there is a very clear shot where they're sitting down and it, the picture is right behind Alex. No breathing throughout that entire scene. It was good. For me, it felt very... Um, prominent and very... Which one is Alex again? Alex is the mom. Okay. Yeah. So for me personally, it felt very prominent, very deliberate that they would put put it in this scene. Um, for reasons why I, I'll come back to later. Right after this is the first time we're introduced to this sort of um, fictional social media game. Yeah. Social media game. There's an overlay that will come up on the screen... Uh, what the purpose of it is, you have a score, you have likes, you have a top poster. And, and there's also some sort of Candy Crush element involved. <laughs> because there was a moment when she took the same photo three times, <laughs> yeah. or somebody else's same uh, yeah. photo three times, the same tree. Took a nice tree photo when getting out of the car, heading into the house, and she got a nice little Candy Crush animation, and they all yeah. split up, and then they went up again, which I'm not sure if that... I don't know what the fuck this application I means. I want the game. I want to play. Yeah, I'm interested in the social <laughs> media platform. I want to fucking play. Yeah, yeah I mean, my God, I actually... So, in, in an effort to try and get a little bit more insight onto the aesthetic choices that went, went on behind this, I... Actually, I hit up graphic designer for the film, Taber Roback. <laughs> I hit him up and, and asked specifically what went into the choices to, uh, you know, make this social media game site with a cumulative score like that. It seems yeah. sort of, um, well, obviously, you can pull it into just the, the basis, oh, everyone's just kind of... Are racking up so lights. I am locked into yeah. these phones. So I hit up Taber Roback. And uh, he did respond. Yeah, no. I, no, he didn't <laughs> respond. I, I didn't get... 
I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get a response. Yeah, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Yeah. I mean, who would? He's who, busy. He's doing a lot of graphic. He's, he's, he's he got yeah. a couple deals from that he's one got for Tony sure. He got the I emoji think he movie. He won an Oscar. He got yeah. the fucking emoji movie. So the cat scene, we cut back to Alex and her friend in the house talking, and this is the first time we hear the legend of good old Ray Jameson. And uh, Tanner, I'm going to ask you to recount the legend of Ray Jameson for me, as far as you remember. As far as I remember, Ray Jameson was a friend of Andy Warhol's, and he was having some party. Shindig. Yeah, some little get-together, some party. Little rigmarole. And I guess it got a little bit, did it Did it get weird? It got a little bit weird. There it was did... a medium at the party. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. And there was a high level of discomfort yeah. involved. Okay. There so was a medium at the prophecy. It was at... the high level of discomfort. Was everyone just getting a little bit of roofies in their drinks and couldn't walk? Highly possible. Or? I would say, given given the era of the '60s, friend of Andy Warhol, drugs it, were involved. Indubitably, indubitably. Um, just medium, the egg in general. There was a medium who gave a reading at the party talking about the four winds converging. That's right. Which does sound like a fart. The four winds converging <laughs> in a which vortex. I would like to touch on. Georgie does believe that sounds like a fart. Yeah, yeah. And she's not wrong. <laughs> yes. I yeah. think Georgie just farted. Georgie did sound, it yeah. The oh, that oh, sounds like a fart. Now I smell a fart, guys. That's the wind converging. converging. <laughs> but some kind of winds converge on this, on this fucking, on this house. And, uh, what, they, they go the rest of the night with the party, and this guy ends up killing, what is it, like six, six people? people? Yeah. Six, six people. Six people that were at the party that night. Which I do feel mm. is important. Very important. Yeah. Oh, Some foreshadowing. I wonder, uh, how many girls were yeah. hanging out at the house that night. I'll give you guys a hint. <laughs> yeah. More than five and less than seven. But, yeah. um, I actually wasn't paying that close of attention at this point, so that's, like, the gist of what I got from That's exactly story. what it was. I, he, I think he you hit lost, it on the Yeah, he lost his shit, killed six people, um, and... Oh, while this was he, happening and he like disappeared and he's still no considered a missing person yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah and while this was happening cat was listening uh, yeah. which plays a huge role and cat yeah. walks into the old party room of all the girls that have gathered mm-hmm. and decides to share this with them where wherein georgie says that sounds like a fart. Or <laughs> <laughs> whiz. That sounds <laughs> like a fart. Whiz. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy voices <laughs> over Georgie. <laughs> Georgie's got top billing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to Georgie. No. Ignore the alphabetical order thing. She does have top yeah, billing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I went through here scene by scene. For, <laughs> for a while, it's just girls being really sort of catty to each other. And we can see Cat in particular... She's just the type of friend who will take something way too far. Like, if you say, not to foreshadow, but if you said, uh, I absolutely hate my parents, Tanner, and Tanner was this sort of person, he would, he would chop my parents up and serve them to me as a a nice beef wellington. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'd like to we'll touch on something. Parents. I'd like to touch on something we kind of missed here. Touch it. Uh, one of the things that old mom said when she was being told the story, another very hard to read part, at, at the beginning she's terrified and, and uncomfortable. And by the end of it, her friend tells her, 
Well, haven't you always wanted to do that at a party? Just murder all your party guests? <laughs> she says that. She says, haven't you always wanted to kill everyone says, in the party? And I, Only when they won't go home or something Exactly, like and I love that because that just touches that no one in this film is a sane human being. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time you're in a party, you just want to kill them. Yeah, that's my first thought. Yeah, that, I, I mean, legitimately, though. Come any on. kind yeah. of Walmarts. Any kind of schools. Most schools. Most schools. Yeah. Any kind of I, I think concerts. We should, given the current political climate. I, boys. I just think of... <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep out all these places. <laughs> I just think I can kill everyone here. Tanner's going to be on Moss. the list. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to add to this list. Church, mosque, <laughs> synagogue. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, boys. <laughs> So, like I said, girls just being catty. Like, there are a couple of scenes, girls trying on clothes, like, stereotypical... Hashtag Ava. Hashtag 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 hyperbolic, like, preteen, teenage, like, obsessed with, like, self-image and, like, celebrity status. Like, it's just weird. I I love the hashtags, because one of them (laughs) did say hashtag so fierce. Um, And all of them, they all did have their own sequence, which was, in my opinion, probably the introductory to all these people, which was hashtag Ava, hashtag Sophia, and went down the list. And I would like to let everybody know, this does have a closing hashtag. Hashtag fat tranny bitch. Hashtag. Close out. They are parentheses in this sense. They do close out. That's so funny. I don't. I don't want to 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 dwell on. Well, I kind of do want to dwell on the visual aspects. I want to make it very clear that every point five seconds in these scenes, it would stop, give you a social media overlay like the uh, you know abhorrent ones we've already talked about, and give us some sort of hashtag. So fierce hashtag, and then it would continue with that for like five minutes at a time. Like the, these were yeah. some true. I- Montage. I do want to touch on this part the most because this part captured me mm. for a good moment because the most, like, this really did set the tone to what the girls were going to be like the rest of the movie because there was some shit being said the entire time. Uh, like Georgie, poor Georgie, <laughs> poor, jo- poor Georgie, yeah, dude. I mean, Georgie just got shitted on this whole film. <laughs> and she is a dumb God. fat bitch. Don't get me she wrong. Really, she. All sympathy, I guess we'll get to it, but all sympathy that I had that they instilled in me for her at this point, they definitely took it out yeah. of me by the end of the yes, movie. Yes, but well, at this point, for I sure. was like, poor fucking girl. Honestly, yeah. at the end of the movie, I lost sympathy for almost everyone. I was like, she's but, fat, well, but she's not that fat. Yeah, she's like, just a tubby girl I mean, like honestly, everyone else. I was all all of these tough. efforts would have been much better directed. I feel at Ava, who gave us so much, so many oh, reasons to God, get Ava, hate that her. dumb bitch. And she got some, she got some shit. Was Ava she, the dumb one, right? Ava yes, was yes, the yes. dumb one. See, Ava, that's the one Ava that I was the best mode. What's sad oh, too? Yeah, she was it's sad mode. too because Georgie got called a dumb, fat little sausage. <laughs> when she put on a very, very nice dress, she, she had a great dress, dress on. She yeah. got called a fat tree. Oh, bitch. I think it was a fat little sausage from it, the Sanford Mall. Yes, from the Sanford Mall specifically, which was a good note. Yeah. But also, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I want to dig into that a yeah. little bit more. I hope you looked up that um, mall. Because that uh, yeah, mall must so be I, shitty. You know, I, I, I really wanted to figure out what this was all about, so I reached out to the Stanford Mall. <laughs> I reached out to Stanford Mall. Why do your sausages suck so bad? Your sausages so, so bad. bad. <laughs> all right, but, like, going along the same lines, we're, we're talking about Georgie being ganged up on. There's yeah. a very... Uh, 
critical plot critical scene i would say where she is just getting absolutely berated by cat and, and she you know says lines like oh you're a plastic surgeon's wet dream she starts actually like physically prodding her saying look at all the fat and then she finally she finally drops the the line you should just kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. Which is where yeah. the rest of the girls believe is taken a bit too far. Which is hilarious because the rest of it would make her want to kill herself and they were all into it. Yeah. But the second they said kill yourself, like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't actually want her to. We'll just influence her to. This is one thing that I noticed with that scene with Kat was it's it seemed like she couldn't stop herself from making fun of Georgie. She, like, wouldn't stop, like, no matter what, like, outside pressure the other girls were putting on her. She just kept going and kept going. It, and I think that kind of plays into the, I think the future events of the movie, too. Definitely egomaniacal in the fact yeah. that she's just addicted to attention. attention. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I think that's made, you know, abundantly clear. All right, so Georgie's getting proud of berated. Finally, Kat says... Kill yourself. Kill yourself, Malise. <laughs> Voice my Monty Python, both of them. Um, oh, and then it's finally kicked out of the house by Sophia. And when this starts happening, Kat becomes, you know, extremely remorseful, at least puts on a, a veneer of remorse, I would say. But Sophia kind of just persists, kicks her out of the house. Sophia um, says, if I accept your apology right away every time, then you'll keep doing it. Yeah. So which, she says that it's like she's making a point to kick her out of the I house thought this was, time. Here's the thing. So later, <laughs> this is extremely astute for them. Later, it, it becomes apparent that her mom, Alex, Sophia's mom, Alex, is going to AA meetings. And stuff like that is pushed like none other. Like, don't enable people with those behaviors and stuff like that. So I almost thought, like, it was pretty on the nose, but I could see that being something she would have overheard from her mom at yeah. some point. So I'll I'll forgive that line, but, like, offhand, it's just like, why, why would she say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, that was a way too mature thing yeah. for a 12-year-old to yeah, come out and say in exactly. the moment like that. So Kat just kind of takes off into the woods. She's screaming, she's crying. She queefed. She queefed. She queefed. <laughs> she queefed. She's fucking queefing. <laughs> queefing all over the place. She's trying to call her dad uh, to no avail. <laughs> a damn vagina cry. <laughs> she's a real quick vagina cry. Shut this podcast down. <laughs> Nail in the fucking coffin, boy. No good. No good. This is illegal. Um, but she tries to call her dad to no avail. Um, we cut back to the rest of the girls all hanging out. They see that Kat posted a picture of Georgie that we have alluded to earlier <laughs> where she photoshopped her to look like a pig and captioned it, hashtag fat tranny bitch. Fat hashtag. Tranny bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's so fucked which, up. Wow, that was a quick yeah. fucking photoshop. Yeah. Again, the timestamps in this movie just don't make oh sense. God. <laughs> she, did, she did a good one. She did a good photoshop. I want to be honest, boys. They're like full... Full, full sequences where the girls would have had to change outfits yeah. in one minute flat. Yes. When they go yes. into the pool. I oh my like, god. So they just have every one of these girls size out, uh, bathing suits Done. just Everybody. on deck. Even yeah. Georgie. Yeah. That dumb fat tranny we're, bitch. We're getting they ahead of ourselves boys. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves boys. <laughs> 
Oh, Jordan. So, <laughs> fucking Jordan. Poor Jordan. Actually, I guess we're not that that off track here, because that's that's basically the next scene where they all decide to go to the pool. But first, there's a big pact that all the girls take after this posting happens. They see it directly after the fat tranny bitch comment comes up. They're like, well, let's just lock our phones up. And then we won't have to deal with it for the rest of the night. They're like, we'll actually have to talk to each other. When yeah. I said that, we'll actually have to talk and hang yeah. out. I like that uh, also they continue to shit on Georgie in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> poor, again, poor Georgie. I have a kid for poor Georgie. They dig uh, into her. For once, I actually fucking agree with you. <laughs> you dumb fat bitch. And they're just sitting there fucking, they're really going off on her. Even as she's sitting there crying, they're, they're just like, you have to stop eating. It's <laughs> Oh my god, you when, so when she's hugged, oh my god, when she's hugged, this was the biggest part for me. She's hugged and they go, just stop eating. <laughs> just stop <laughs> eating. Was, just stop eating. Don't you don't god. have to eat. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to eat. eat. And, and she's, she's like, like, I do. No, and then the quote, and I did pull it. And she said, it was so sad. She said, it's the only thing that makes me feel better. <laughs> which, which, okay, on a real note, this is I something that bad. people struggle with. This yeah. is something people struggle with. And that's why she's like that. And I, Exactly. I fucking I felt that. Sometimes, yeah, when I'm real sad at night, oh, a good yeah. T-Bell hits the spot. $20 T-Bell, boys. Oh, baby. Oh, I'll take that on. trip any time of day. But you know Sophia. what, Georgie? I'm on your side now. Yeah. I fucked with it. Yourself. Yeah. It does change. Wait till the end of the podcast, but it's, it does change. <laughs> so, Sophia. You dumb bitch. You storm bitch. You dumb Georgie. Sophia takes the, the key to the safe that they've locked their phones up in. And she she pantomimes like she's throwing it outside, which I thought was actually really slick. Like, I, there's no character motivation at all for her to have done this. No, no. none at all. Except for the fact, except for the the plot needing for the other girls not to know where the key is. Yes. So she pantomimes. She throws it outside, and someone questions, "Do you know where you threw that?" And she says, "I don't." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> Before turning around and slowly tossing it into the pool. Oh, and who acknowledged this? But Sam. But Sam. So next, the girls uh, they start drinking. Oh yeah. And this scene is Locked oh baby. <laughs> Alex has got some some words I can tell. Oh baby, dude. First of all, the shot pouring in this fucking <laughs> scene was the best thing we've all seen. The and two shots and of two vodka. Shots look, of look, 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 look. It wasn't even close to that. It was the opposite end of that where they all held their glasses together and like, yeah, bitches, let's drink. And it was literally just a little, little quick <laughs> splash. This and she was a fucking pro. She's oh, yeah. she just rinsed the glass with <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Exactly. And then poured a yeah. bunch of chaser in. Yeah, you rinse your cup out, and there's just, a, like, a little bit of water still left after you pour it all out. That's what was left That's inside what, of it. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. But that, Dr. White could smell it on him, so... Oh, he knew. Well, Sophia was drinking straight vodka. Nice. Yeah. Sophia well, was so, drinking straight okay. vodka. Sophia's probably less, an alcoholic. She probably Sophia's an alcoholic, and Sophia's also the most mature in this movie, For with sure. the exception of Sam. Yeah, I, because I in this, this movie she tries to be the adult that knows everything because she very much wants to be here. Yeah, I think the Sophia movie. is like streetwise. Yeah, well, exactly. It just feels Sam's like, like emotionally mature. Sophia, it does kind of feel like she's had to have raised herself yeah. with how much dysfunction goes on with her parents. Which, For sure. Well, she has like a maid or whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, she feels very. She actually comes off as very reserved once all the girls stop drink, start drinking and stuff like that. And she like the girls are dancing. They look like, they look like big old dummies. It, 
doesn't yeah. look good. It looks like the think, inflatable think, machines. Yeah, dude. I was thinking three tabs of acid at Coachella back. Yeah, yeah. Like really. And and Some Sophia's the, Sophia's the only one to have have the decency to try and stop these girls from killing themselves. <laughs> like she's literally she goes, there. "Oh, honey, oh, honey, oh, okay." Sweetie. She's trying to stop it, but I'd like to touch on the Please fact stop. that the entire time she, I, I did watch it with subtitles again. If you guys both watch it with subtitles, what is Sam singing the entire time? She's teaching him how to gl- dance. Show me, show oh. me, show me. Which I want to know that song because that's just a hit. Show me, <laughs> show me. And every time someone. Dance, they did this say shit. It was like something like back it up, back it yeah. up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kept saying some shit like yeah that. it did seem like a club banger, right? Yeah, boys? yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I guess I should move on then. I guess well, I no, no, there's more to touch on here because right after this. Yeah. And God, I hope I'm not wrong on this. There's a very uncomfortable part about what they're going to do next. And they're sitting in front of this whatever that I don't remember what it was like a projector yeah so this is right after if yeah, I'm not yeah, wrong yeah um, you're and, correct and there's the probably one of the more uncomfortable parts and actually probably the best acting that comes out of any of these girls the whole fucking movie yeah and it's the serious part serious tone part yeah and they do have a rather long conversation about period talk yeah. at 12 years old which I don't know if anyone knows here when this is the perfect time because between 10 and 12 I googled that because I, uh, <laughs> I didn't remember <laughs> I that, that is when I the period time I wanted to know if this was biological what I googled yes I googled it because I haven't gotten my period. Yet. <laughs> I'm fucking sitting I've, here I've in the 20s waiting. waiting where my period I've is. I've been waiting for so long. I'm just still waiting. But something interesting to note in this film um, is actually the soundtrack because there is a version in this scene in which Claire de Lune plays. Uh, Claire de Lune, uh, you, you would have heard it before. But that's fair it use, plays right? there. <laughs> that's fair that's use. Is that kind of serious? Uh, um, I get a big under, one under for 30, that one. <laughs> under 30, under All right, cut it. That's 30, 30 seconds. No more. Yeah. But um, that plays in another scene. And I want you guys to, to just guess. Plays in another scene that happened earlier in the film. I want you guys to guess which other scene it happened. Wait, what? What was the scene that it just played in? It's the dancing scene. No, uh, after no. that, when they're all serious. When the oh, played playing the there, it played in the background of that scene. Oh, I don't know because I didn't yeah, even I notice they were for pl- only like the first thirty seconds. I was and sitting then it in the out. little girl period awkwardness, and I was too busy on you, that. You want to rephrase that? I was. <laughs> I was stuck I can, in, I I was stuck in a 12-year-old period. <laughs> Does that help you? I like a little girl period awkwardness. I'll put you on a list. But if you had to guess which other scene that song was playing in. I, I don't know. I can't. Alex, I'm going to guess when know. she's standing in front of the egg just to, just to bring that back. No. No. It was playing in the scene, in the original scene, when Cat mm. is sitting across from her dad. Mm. Which leads me to believe there's a lot of talk when they're sitting down in this serious moment about how sort of um, they couldn't afford more music for the movie, so they recycled. <laughs> which is probably a more likely theory. <laughs> okay, okay, but for me, I connected that to in the scene when they're sitting down all serious. Like a lot of the talk tends to revolve around how distant their parents are. 
So it seems to sort of relate back to some... Yeah, foreshadowing of the same sort ominous of issue. She was saying yeah. about how her mom got mad at her, that she was yeah. too young to get her period. Yeah. <laughs> Stop eating chicken. <laughs> yeah. Mom, my mom vegan I'm for vegan. You. I'm vegan. <laughs> I told you Derek gives you halitosis. <laughs> This this movie is an absolute garbage fire, and I love but it. But it's quote city, baby. Oh, it is so quotable. There's antibiotics in the chicken. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right after this scene, we go into the swimming scene. Um, this is the one, and we we are actually getting um, in fiction timestamps every now and then from these stream overlays that Do appear. Do they go sequentially then? The so here's stamps? the thing. I also. <laughs> I also reached out to Tavor Roback asking about that. Um, Again, how was he? He's he's busy. He's busy. He's a very busy man with his 500 followers. <laughs> so, I don't know if there's some... I guess the whole con- in-fiction continuity thing is kind of up in the air because these girls go from literally sitting around drinking to sleeping in a matter of two minutes, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Through the serious scene, too, I'm pretty sure. I want to touch on the serious scene real quick. Okay, we can take it during, during the series, we'll rewind it real quick. Because we keep we keep charging through these good ones, these good boys that are just yeah, sitting feel, in these great feel scenes. Feel free to stop me. If um, you guys have I'd like to point out, Sam does fuck. Sam and does Sam fuck. does fuck, and <laughs> Sam... Is not touched on fucking. Again, not a great quote. Don't send that one in. Sam does fuck. Yeah. And never again is it talked about other than when they call her a liar. When they call her a liar. Um, and I find that so interesting that most of Sam Sam's lies, end quote. Yeah. Are, are, are not even touched on ever again because yeah. everyone assumes she's lying, but is she in, there's, you know, an underlying theme right there. Well, I mean, it seems really implicit to me that Sam has had some sort of big event happen. That, yeah, that it was definitely a traumatizing something. And I don't, you know. We can't I, assume what that is. I don't I like she got go raped. It's <laughs> <laughs> her virginity. It's gone. Well, where's, well, the, where's the delete button on this thing? <laughs> Fucking my levels are all screwed. Alex just, just spitting into his microphone at this point. <laughs> Fucking, you know, like so far. But I would say that this Tan- YouTube poop. <laughs> I would say Tanner. That I mean, that's the conclusion I came to. To uh, given some of the imagery, I haven't talked enough about egg. So I'm gonna go back to egg. Egg. If you oh, think about Eddie. it, is a very, it's a very feminine picture in nature, right? It's Marilyn Monroe. I disagree. With an egg, an I actual disagree. egg. I disagree. I, I think, think it holds a lot of power. I think it's non-gender binary. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. You call us the assholes. How many, how many things are you going to cut in this? How many things? Because I can tell you right it's now, literally... I don't think it identifies as anything. It's an egg! Uh, it's an egg! Why are you going to call it feminine? That's fucked up! This is literally... You don't even know yet. It's a cooked egg! It's a fucking cooked egg! 
This is literally just going to be chopped up into an Alex Hickson evidence file that I can send to the police by the end of this. Uh, but, 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 I would say that most analyses would probably lend themselves to thinking that it's whether it's right or wrong, whether it's black or white, whether it's egg or chicken. Okay. I think most analyses would lend to the fact that it is feminine in imagery. And moving on to to the pool scene, you know, which is a beautiful sequence where they're all pantomiming, synchronized swimming and doing all the motions together. Sam is sitting outside the pool and what does she hallucinate other than blood? Going into the pool. Yeah. Which I would say is another spot on. Well, I wouldn't. I, nothing in this film is spot on. But right. I would say it falls in line with the thought that Sam has had some major trauma and major sexual trauma in, in the past year. I, I think the bullying she alludes to uh, at her old school may have been, uh, you know, an Uncle Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. I, I both, I, yeah. both, I looked into both their eyes searching and I can see them going back to the memory banks trying to remember the character <laughs> that there is no Uncle Thomas that was yeah yeah but this is where basically swimming at the pool or do you have something uh, I do it said they have the same swimsuits yeah uh, mom definitely works for a swimsuit company and she had all those ready for them for the big sleeping party for the big sleeping <laughs> big big sleeping party <laughs> big sleeping party yeah they're all in the same outfit too everyone's in the pool except Sam um, Sophia notices the cuts on Sam's wrist and, and brings them to attention and Sophia actually seems very empathetic in this moment Something that we, uh, there was a short sequence earlier in the film that we kind of just skipped over, but Sophia is actually in the bathroom at one point getting ready to cut herself, and at which point she is interrupted by Georgie, who needs to quote-unquote release the beast. (laughs) (laughs) She said she needs to release the beast. I actually was going to ask that earlier if we touched on that bathroom scene where Georgie... It was really short. uh, The first time I watched it... Clearly throws up into the toilet. Yeah, the first time I watched it this week, I didn't even catch it. The second time around, I was like, how did I miss this scene? Yeah, but I missed the part where she was about to cut herself. I just remember the part of Georgie. Yeah, she's sitting there. I I completely surpassed by release the beast. Yeah, she's sitting there ready to cut herself. She gets interrupted by Georgie who says, I need to release the I, I need to release the beast. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. As as Sophia's walking out of the bathroom after this, she she's like, Oh, what are you gonna go throw up? And um Georgie plays it off. She's like, No, I just don't wanna hear you guys to hear me pooping. And then she goes in, turns on the faucet. I don't want you guys to hear me pooping. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was her explanation of why she needed to turn on the faucet and immediately faucet turn on and just, just yeah. it was wretching immediate wretching it was <laughs> clearly doesn't work because Georgie sweetie uh, you're still fat oh do you have something do you would you like to we're share we're going to prison <laughs> we're going to prison for this whole thing uh, oh we're, no. we're, I'm surprised we're not already cancelled actually <laughs> yeah we haven't even debuted in the big cancel sign we're, we're already getting cancelled um, um do there's... we need to talk about the doses and mimosas scene the dancing scene with the masks yes 
because <laughs> that weird. it was fucking there's a lot of things in this movie that were more horrifying than the movie itself yeah. and they were definitely artistic in a way yeah um, that part I was fucking brutally creeped out yeah just for a little bit more just for a little bit more of a visual essentially what these girls were wearing are masks that take on the shape of people's faces so they're wearing these face masks and dancing around which to me I was like okay it's a really on the nose allegory for how we all tailor our social media selves to know Alex. <sighs> I just think it was a big weird one. I yeah, think they're I mean, big... well it's you have to realize remember what sort of culture Tara Subkoff's comes from Tara Subkoff's right, but I just from. I don't read the movie as something that was really this planned out. Like that these parts really just seemed like a bunch of random ideas thrown into a movie. Yeah, I don't know if she had the had the foresight? Yeah, the yeah. yeah, the intellect to sprinkle in all these. Honestly, sub- I think I think you have a great way of thinking of this movie, but you're smarter than the director itself. Here's the thing. Well, going back, and this is totally tangential, I was kind of pissed off because I thought there were a lot of larger points that could have been drawn from more of the characters in this film. But if you go to any of the interviews with Tara Subkoff about the film, all she, her only response, oh, what's the movie about? It's about cyberbullying. My daughter was bullied and I wanted to make a movie. Cyberbullying so, doesn't exist. Just turn off the computer. Just turn the computer off. So they're dancing and a doorbell I, goes off. Oh, and who's that? That's Timothy fucking Hutton, Dr. White himself. Oh! This is the actual climax of the film. This is where shit... This is when I climax. Yeah, so. this is... Notice we have not... I mean, there has been one murder, but we are about an hour into the film at this point, and yeah. there hasn't been a secondary murder. No. Yeah, I was thinking this too. Fucking hell, Dr. White comes in and... Murders <sighs> everyone. Of spits no, some no, fucking no, no. hate on those shits. <laughs> no, no, no. Dr. Dr. White comes in, and immediately he is yelling... He is screaming at, like, I might even go back and, and drop some sound clips. Yeah, in I was for about to say that. Because it's too good. The act, Actually, in the intro, part of that is, is this whole tirade is that he's going off on. Yeah. Um, this is definitely, this is, it, it's definitely directing towards, uh, you know, his mental health, obviously, again. Yeah. How it goes from immediately he walks in, angered, barges through the door, doesn't give a fuck about any rules. Yeah. Um, all of the girls are immediately scared. They all run to the fucking door like they own the place, which was annoying to me. Yeah. And, you know, he, he immediately changes his mind up and down throughout this entire scene, trying to convince them to, you know, lead him, which was, uh, where, where is my daughter? Lead him to cat. Lead and him to cat. We, we, I cannot stress how physical... Dr. White is in this scene. He is literally grabbing yes. girl, like these 12-year-old girls by the napes of their necks and playing that voicemail. Screaming. Playing that voicemail. Listen to this. Listen to this, you little dumb fucking girls. Yeah. You dumb girls. Just and he's just kind of going wherever he wants yeah. in the house, too. He's just yeah. walking around like he it's a, like yeah. he and like he knows the place what she he does. does. We find he does out that the he, place. Yo, he, yeah, he knows yeah. the ins and the outs. We find out <laughs> shortly that him and Alex have engaged in extramarital affairs. They fuck. They they bone. Similar to Sam. They bone down. Well, they don't fuck Sam. They don't fuck Sam. It's getting cut. 
worry. It's getting cut. No, no, don't worry. It's getting cut. But, um, so I was actually really curious about a lot that happened in the scene. I wanted to see how much of it was improvised, how much of it was scripted. So I reached out to Timothy Gunn. <laughs> okay. And how was he? Oh, no, he... He, he was he blocked. He was busy. And how many followers did he have? 2,500? Oh, <laughs> wow. Still not very wow. good. Yeah. That's what an Oscar gets you. Yeah, not very good. He got his Oscar like back in the 80s or something, boys. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a while back. But yeah, if I could say anything, it's that this scene alone is what makes the movie for me. It makes the third act for me hard to watch just because this scene is so... Uh, it's surreal almost just watching this grown man take confront over front and actually get physical with yeah. these children. Like I remember he, place. he implies that the girls were bo- were bullying cat. Yeah. The girls are like, no, she bullied us. Georgie's like, this was a good one. Georgie's like, she told me I should kill myself. And he's walking <laughs> he by. Responds. He's walking by. He's like, yeah, that's good advice. Maybe that's a good advice. <laughs> as gruff as I, ever. I laughed out loud at that scene. <laughs> After such an intense, just triad, just, just nonstop, just, just over the top, at the top of his lungs, screaming, jumping from point to point to point, and then... <laughs> She told me to kill myself. Yeah, and it's <laughs> good advice. You should listen to it. And he does. He does tell them uh, he, while he's beating these these children. Um, he does say, "Why didn't anyone call me?" And just right back to how good this movie is. It's like <laughs> and your, how they thought daughter. of everything. Well, she did, and that's why you showed him the fucking voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so immediately after this, uh, Sophia decides that she is going to take charge. And she's going to tell Mr. White that you can't fucking talk to me this way. Yeah. Like, my mom's hot shit. And, you little side up, note. You fucked up her boob job, Dr. White. You fucked up her tits. You <laughs> fucked up my mom. My, my mom tits. Bag. <laughs> and she's she's not what fucking happy about it. What am I supposed to suck it. on now, Dr. White? Um, th- this is a fucking wild scene of, you know, Sophia and him going back and forth, which is again saying how Sophia is technically street smart. Um, that's why she's able yeah. to talk to him this way, but also has been, you know, given life on a silver platter. Um, immediately after this, uh, Mr. It. White does say, Doctor, uh, please respect Doc- him. Oh, fuck, please I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mr. President. Um, Mr. Daddy. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Big Papa White. Big Papa White does hey, say, Hey, Daddy White. <laughs> and warn them that he, he is going to look for Cat, and if anything happens to her... They will be charged as adults. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know if the twelve-year-olds are charged as adults for that one. For the big bully, the big bully, they're not charged for adults. I don't know, man. But immediately following this, both Sam and Ava run off. Ava runs off. Sam runs off to try and go find Cat. So Sam goes into the woods, and she finds not Cat, but she finds Sophia's dad, Harry. She finds his Harry car. Cox. Harry Cox. She finds Harry Cox and his red Ferrari out in the woods. <laughs> and uh, immediately, R.I.P. R.I.P. Harry Cox. R.I.P. Tanner's dad. <laughs> R.I.P. Harry. And immediately runs back to the house. And God, there is a line that is just so 
It's so bad. It's so bad, uh, is what it is. She just storms in. She's obviously upset after having seen a bloodied car. And she says, Oh my god, I just ran into a car. It's all bloodied. It's a red Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> she is either, A, very knowledgeable about cars right? yeah. as a 12 year old 12 year old girl knows. Which just isn't B, like a generic well, Ferrari. It's an older Ferrari. Yeah, it's an older yeah. Ferrari. It would take some, it would take, it would take a little bit of knowledge. Or, or B. Sophia needed to hear Red Ferrari to connect it to her dad. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it just um, and she and Sophia old. once again did respond, you dumb little bitch. <laughs> I don't know if she actually said that, but it was probably implied <laughs> that she dumb, is once again stupid. You stupid bitch. Dumb white guilt. <laughs> white guilt? Don't give me your white guilt, you bitch. My dad drives a red Ferrari and you knew that. Which there's no way for her to know that her dad drove a fucking red Ferrari, but no. Sophia, Sophia is convinced. Yeah. Yeah. We miss something. When Alex leaves the house, uh, she leaves all the kids alone, which is what a great mom would be. Oh. We find out that she was A, going to an AA meeting, and B... She had a fucking road soda in her hand. Yes. She had a GOT as she was getting behind her car to go to an AA meeting. Well, and then, like, their family is so rich, and she drove, like, a shitty old Jaguar. Yeah. yeah. Like, like sedan. But, again, this is another one of those things where everything in this movie was, like, a weird vintage pole. But then also a modern pole. Like, everything went back and forth the entire movie, and they yeah. couldn't keep a theme. Yeah. Which is totally the style. Um, even like the the moments where it does pan to her at mm. her AA meeting, where it does take place, it's all very like fashionable and vintage. Yeah, definitely. Not much comes out of that scene. When does so, the Hitler uh, part come in? It comes that, in later. Does that it, that, that does later? come in later? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's both good, when good, Sophia good. and Sam are both out yeah. of the house. And Georgie. Um, yeah, Georgie's. Um, you fucked Hitler. You fucked Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta get right. him back. So next, right after this Alex and Dr. White scene is the repeat of Sam's flashback scene that we saw right after the initial murders. So, you know, it's same wardrobe, same everything like that, which raises a, you know, menagerie of implications. Me, personally... At this point in the film, at least on my last watch, I'd come to the conclusion that Sam was definitely some sort of psychic medium. Uh, I had an I had a different view the first time I watched it, um, the first and only time I watched it. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. Yeah, of course, because I couldn't put too much I, time I, into I, this. <laughs> um, I I actually came up with it. I, I put in my notes, uh, "Sam is a sadistic murderer" in all caps because I was really leaning on that maybe this little girl is a lot crazier than we're leading on to be. Um, Sam was weird. Sam was super weird. And another thing I put in here was Cat and Sam. Because at this point, I was starting to tie a lot of their insanity together, and the only thing that tied them as a piece was that she invited her to the party originally. Mm. No one else wanted her there. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that she was uh, she was psychic or anything, or like a median of any sort. Let's carry on. Let's get through the content at hand. And then we'll discuss theories. And then we'll discuss theories, because I don't want to get too far into it without having covered all our bases, boys. We need to cover the bases. No one's seen this movie. We're going to be canceled. we got to watch fucking Finding Dory next week. 
review it and somehow fuck that up too. They raped the fishes. They raped the fishes. That might almost be more enjoyable. Uh, I'm gonna say having having chosen a film that no one ever has heard of and no one ever will hear of, not good on a first week. Moving on, what happens in the next part? This is the good man. This is the good man part. Alright, so the repeat of Sam's flashback. The No, oh, I did note this again. The egg the egg is breathing again. Yeah. Which, it does. I I don't like breathing. I like pulsating. The the egg is pulsating, mm-hmm. which Throbbing. for me throbbing. I think this is the last time we get a clear look at the egg, and it's done it four. So we have four we get shots many of egg. good good clear shots. We have of the four egg. good shots of egg. It pulsates in three of them. The only time it doesn't pulsate is when it's throbs. around. Is when <laughs> the only time it doesn't throb. Stop! 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 <laughs> don't fucking get don't that fucking close to the mic. <laughs> The only time it doesn't pulsate is when it's in the scene with Alex, which tells me, A, it's either tied to uh, youth, it's either tied to childhood innocence, or it's tied to, I don't know, maybe a converging of of the four winds and maybe personnel that have to do with that prophecy being fulfilled. Don't want to, ooh, don't want to get into it, too. Another thing that happens with those paintings that I don't know if we really tapped on, but there is, and I don't know if this is totally for transitional purposes, but there's two different scenes where the eyes on paintings look Look, away. yeah. Yeah, they look away. Where I don't know if that's actually the implication that there are spirits involved in this movie, or if it is a transitional thing. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that, too. Because it didn't seem to, like, tie into anything. See, the more I watched the film, the more supernatural things started to be, at least in my head. Yeah, if I, I'm not sure if it was a, a like exactly the egg and the eyes and all that, if they were meant to just set a tone, or if it was legitimate and it was meant to be something that was taken seriously. I would like to think that the... <laughs> I would like to think that the whole thing's supposed to be taken seriously. And no, no stone left unturned, man. Let's explore those avenues. But we still got fucking so much. So <laughs> Please so just much. fucking carry no. We on. okay. So egg breathing, uh, egg breathing again. Um, Sam, Francesca, and Georgie are hanging out in the living room. Francesca actually brings up the legend again, and this time she poses, you know, like, what if it's true? What if something weird's actually going on? Which I thought Some the repetition could have meant something. But uh, Georgie is in the background, and by this point, she is absolutely going to town on some cupcakes, man. This shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I want to say that that fucking that kill that they, she said that they they killed out five cupcakes. Did we yeah. count the cupcakes? No. How many cupcakes did we count? <laughs> I, I, dude, more than five. I I went through a three-hour watch of this film, pausing every five seconds. I counting the cupcakes. Something I must have overlooked. <laughs> Cut back to Doctor White, and he's he's yelling in the woods, and he's looking for Cat. He starts yelling very radically into a voicemail, presumably for her. Well, for her, yeah. And he starts screaming both to the girls at the house and just, I think, to himself for cathartic purposes. He starts uh, screaming about how we're going to build a trap. We're going to build a trap. We're going to build a trap. <laughs> you catch you like the fucking animal. You already you fucking animal, you little bitch. Calling for her like she's an actual. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, it was absolutely another wonderful scene. Uh, and and, I think and the during last... this scene, I would like to touch that he is knocking down trees. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know that. Strong too. man, big break tree. <laughs> big <laughs> man, break tree. <laughs> he just stumbles through it, too. Don't yeah. act like No, he, no, no. It, it's it wasn't, not like he no, fucking no. stanced up. Yeah, he like tripped over it, basically. Foot. I'm gonna make yeah. a trap! <laughs> <laughs> Just a little done. I wonder. I wonder if because this very well could have been filmed after the fact that they shot this movie and realized, holy shit, this is garbage. I wonder if they just decided to add in one more Doctor White scene to give the people what they want. Yeah. Because this very much for me was the last good scene in the movie. Nothing else. And everything after this is very, very, very quick. It yeah. happens fucking fast. Yeah. We should say that this is prob this seems this probably like an hour ten in. The yeah. last the last pace. An hour and thirty. Yeah. yeah. And we still haven't gotten to a second murder yeah. yet. And it's the only it's the only pace thing in the entire movie. Yeah. Right after this, right after this they start really getting to town on these uh, big boy murders. Yeah, and I think by this point I was so overtaking notes that it's just sequentially all of <laughs> all the murders, really. Yeah. But there is one scene... Okay, so so Sophia actually had also left into the woods to try and find Kat. And she stumbles upon the red Ferrari. She stumbles upon her dad's dead body. And a gun. Yeah, there was a gun in the glove box, which it seems she knew she about. Knew, she, yeah. she definitely knew about it. But she also stumbles upon a medical glove in the passenger side. Uh, let's be clear. From this intro scene with the original killing... The killer never even gets close to entering in the car more than he Correct. has to to slit Harry's throat. Correct. But he did throw a glove in there. <laughs> just, what? just a real quick deterrent. Just gotta get the evidence in there. Just a real, real quick glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gotta or, get the evidence Or maybe that night went a little freaky and he said, you know, I can take a little further if you want. Oh. What? <laughs> what other than what a other real than? quick, man, I wish I had a sound machine. Doodle <laughs> Right there. Fucking two fingers in the butt crack. Oh, boy. <laughs> After I'm done doing the doing the miracle gods edit to get half an hour out of this, I'll I'll make sure to add that in. The miracle gods edit. Miracle fucking gods. This edit. whole thing is gonna be the worst super cut ever. It's gonna be like cut after cut after cut. Yeah, there's gonna be no fun. <laughs> Everything's just gonna be fucking <laughs> half a word. No, like I said, I'm just sending this directly to the police after I finish editing. So don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> One goes down. We're all going down together. So I mean, we're back at the house with Georgie and Francesca. And um, huge Sam. part we didn't we did miss, which is you know another thing that's touched on just to add to the scary parts of it for these kids is that mom does turn her phone off because she thinks the person calling is her fucking cheating husband <laughs> that just died, and Sophia was picking up the phone to call her off yeah. of that phone, yeah. and she hung it up and put it and, and just turned it off. Yeah. After, after, uh, then she Mr. pretended White. to throw it in yeah, the woods and exactly. actually threw it in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a great callback. I, you know, I was like, where did this pool come from? It's absolutely wonderful. Going as um, quick as a king. But we're back in the house. Georgia and Frances Georgie and Francesca and Sam actually. Uh, they start getting at Sam about how she's lying about having doing the doing, doing the, the fuck doing the doing the doing the <laughs> doing big dirty fuck. bitch shit. And then Sam kind of goes for some reason she knows to go to the basement, which I don't exactly. Oh, this there's, was there's disconnect in my head. 
there's there's a huge disconnect in this entire part. Yeah. Uh, none of yeah, it. Yeah, I have no idea why well, she went down. There. So so we didn't touch on the fact that uh, Francesca and Georgie continued to hang out inside of the room, shitting on each other as usual. <laughs> um, and while they're doing that, they are wearing the masks, uh, which is uh, yet again probably the creepiest part of the entire movie. And again, also multiple fart jokes in this scene. This movie was basically an entire fart joke. Um, why? Why the fuck? Why the fuck did she go downstairs? There was no point at all because she was saying, "Okay, I'm fucking out of here." But we also forgot when Francesca and Georgie were hanging out together with the masks on, they found Doctor White's phone. Yes, and they started going through it. Right, and that's, and when that's when they when I saw, saw pictures because he had previously found. Yeah. The Ferrari, yeah, and the what? and the dead guy, and um, Sophia's dad, yeah, and so he took pictures of it, and so they saw those photos, and so at that point, it's established in their in their heads that he killed Sophia's dad. Yeah, so which which builds the terror inside of that, and I, yeah. I'd like to also touch the fact that uh, they did hear screams, they did, and then immediately. Forgot about it, yeah, and then started the shit show again, and just started pooping on each other. Yep. Um, so you know, Sam, Sam <laughs> you're, so, you're, you're such a lesbian. Yeah, you lesbian. Well, you're you're a fat Oh, well, why don't you keep eating those cupcakes, you fat bitch? Well, to be like fair, she had at least six of those cupcakes. Oh, did you count now, Alex? <laughs> did you fucking count now? So, anyways, just gotta Sam feel walks down to the basement. <laughs> Sam walks out in the basement essentially and she comes upon Ava's dead body. Yes. And not only that, but she's actually confronted by a mass killer and yep. she is stabbed in the uh guttural area. Yeah. And No, go for it. No, who who got stabbed again? Sam. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah. so in the midst of this part is what me and Tanner were talking about was basically that they do end up finding the phone. Um, and at that point, they they decided that the, Dr. White is actually the killer. And this mm. is like a cut scene in between these two parts. And it does show a scene of Ava being killed. So that's how we know that she's murdered. Yes. Um, in this scene, I did acknowledge that the killer was not a little girl. <laughs> I would yeah. just like to say it was definitely not. Any small human. Yeah, and I... Uh, this was a large, yeah. large man. I don't disagree with you on that front. I noticed in that there scene are, there was a big man. There are... Well, there are different scenes, though, in which we get different height comparisons, and I say it yes. would fall in line with a little girl. Yes. Um, which will play into uh, my personal theory on what happened. Okay. And, uh, it sounds like... I don't... I think you're on, on the same path that I am. I I'm think I am, sure. too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like it. I'm so, making my so own path. <laughs> Sam does. Sam does get away. Yeah. Um, and as she's getting away, she does uh, meet up with <laughs> Sophia. Sophia. Um, and also in this instance, it does flash back to good old Piggy fighting with Francesca. Yep. Um, and in this moment, they do split up. If I'm not mistaken, yep. this is the Francesca same. Francesca ends up storming out of the house yep. at this point. You're right. So she's. Which, I'm not a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> Our voice acting is absolutely. Don't jump So Francesca storms out of the house, yeah. um, and at this point, Piggy's talking shit while she's walking out. Yeah, you dumb lesbian bitch. 
and you know saying awful things derogatory and uh out of nowhere what happens other than oink 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 in this moment piggy do scream piggy do scream. piggy do scream and it is similar all the way and this home. is why i noted in in here that i did put Piggy got killed. Piggy definitely because got in this, killed. She did have a screen that goes in this scene too, real high. In this scene too, when when Georgie gets killed and you see the killer, the, the killer is def- definitely of comparable height. Yes. And a little bit taller, which would fit the profile of, should we say, yeah, Cat. It fits yes. the profile of Cat is yeah. what it fits the profile of. Um, so We did skip over. Sam actually gets back to the house at this point, and she dives into the pool to retrieve the key. Right. The killer tries to drown her in the pool, but stops after Dr. White pounds on the glass just outside of the pool area. I just wanted to note that. Yep. Probably get cut. I don't fucking know. Um, So, (laughs) uh, in addition to this... uh, Sophia going for help. Dude, Sophia going for help. (laughs) Sophia gets to the road. She's covered in... She's covered in blood, wearing a fur coat. Screaming at the top of her lungs. Please. murder. Please, please, dear God. And And gets up to this nice car. Did exactly what I would have done. (laughs) Don't insert yourself in that shit. Flashes the lights, lays on the horn... And almost runs her over. Wait, Get wait, the wait, fuck wait, out, out of the way. What? Forget it. Yeah, yeah. Forget it. As they drive off. And <laughs> I, I got to, dude, I identify with this guy the most in any part of the movie. Because yeah. in that part, I was like, if I see someone covered in blood, I'm not going to be like, yeah, yeah, let's go find your friends. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. Hop Hell in. no. I'm not inserting myself. I'm out of here. And you yeah. know what? That guy got away scot-free that mm-hmm. night and didn't become a part of that news article. So, Francesca. What happens with our girl, Francesca? Okay. So, essentially, Francesca, after having run out, um, God, I don't even know what uh, the, her the plan part, was. The it part here like, was very blurry. It was it, very blurry because she gets apprehended by the killer. And it was so dark. Yeah. This then, part was so dark. I had to then, turn the brightness up on my TV. All of the sudden... She's in the tennis courts. And the tennis courts were not touched on in a single part of this no. movie. Mm-mm. And it also wasn't even touched on at after or yeah. where it was. I would like to say, if it sounds like we're introducing anything very rapidly at you, and this might be a little, little posthumous of me. Um, this is how it came the movie. in the movie. Yes. This is how it came. Everything was very shocking. As very yeah. rapid. Everything was, wait, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And I'd like to touch that this tennis court... It is a completely glass-surrounded tennis court. It's a nice tennis court. It's, it's a like, real rich boy tennis it's court. It's like a, um, what's that game that you play in the gym where you hit the ball against a wall? Handball. It, yeah. It, Whatever the hell it's it, actually Those called. always have ball clear, balls. yeah, it's exactly like clear, that. like, yeah. walls but around. all the way around it, it's like a dinner. box. Yeah. It's a complete box. Which is, again, a very artistic scene. And Francesca is inside of it, already just just kind of cut up. She's just able she's, to stand up and she's go. She's basically left for dead. She's basically just left for dead. Somebody, somebody help me. Yeah. Help, and help me. In this moment, once again, back to the amazing uh, you know, recording parts, once again is recorded. We, we cut back to Sam, who's being intercepted by Dr. White in the house. Dr. White trying to he's just as confused as the rest of these girls at least in my opinion he doesn't know what's going on he's trying to console sam and sophia actually sees this from afar sophia the last we saw of her well other than trying to get help she found the glove in the car so she automatically assumes that a sam is in danger 
I'm doing the A B thing a lot. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a lot of. It's alpha, okay, just fucking alpha, do it. Alphabetized just say points. A, motherfucker. So, uh, alphabetized points. So A, as in apple. <laughs> Sophia sees this scene and she thinks Sam a is an anal. This is so much longer than I. Was <laughs> this is a dumpster fire. All right, fire. all right, let's go. Let's get through this. Man. Fuck. This is okay. gonna be a two-parter. Back to the beginning of this part. Go. Yeah. So. Sam's hanging out with Dr. White, having a couple martinis, and Sophia sees this from afar and just assumes Sam's in danger for some reason, which I thought was pretty rude. I, I would think if I was having uh, drinks with an older man, that I wouldn't want anyone to bother with me. Either of you would hey, you have get your hands yeah. off him. Yeah. Um, but uh, on a realistic note, Sophia is at this point convinced that Dr. White is the killer. Yeah. But she rolls up right behind the two of them, specifically behind Dr. White, and just. Who? Good old Sophia. Yeah, she got got. Oh, and, he uh, got got. I mean, right, right as this is happening, too, the killer is outside and actually unmasks themselves to be bum bum bum. Catrick. Catrick. Cat 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 saddle. Cat Von D. Cat Von D. So I was like, oh no, you just killed Doctor White. It wasn't Doctor White. It was Cat. Oh my God! When that bullet hits. Yeah. Is the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it's basically a fucking God's stud, gift on earth. Stud. It's basically like I remember making videos when I was a kid <laughs> on the YouTube what? and what, making a nice uncle? shooting video yeah. with my Uncle Tom. And <laughs> uncle he, Tom he made a nice shooting. He made a shoot part and I said, Oh <laughs> That's about how amazing this acting was. Um and in this instance also it's yet again recorded, no? I don't know. That's impressive. If it is. Uh, so, so, a, so are you talking like about specifically, specifically Dr. White getting killed? Yes. That part? I not, believe Not it, that. Well, that part couldn't have been technically. I don't... I, I couldn't tell you when Creeper Cam goes on yeah. in this sequence. Because a lot of, a lot of the... But there is, just to dispel... What I think your worry is, there is a scene in which Dr. White is shown on the Creeper. Yes. He is shown on the live feed. Yeah. Which, that to me, kind of quelled my previous thoughts and implications of him as a secondary murderer. Mm. That was the only, I, I mean, he still could have been, and I think you sound like you have a case that you want to bring up for that. I do. Moving on, Sam confronts Cat after this, both wielding guns. Sam encroaches upon Cat. Cat says something along the lines of, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to end it. And blows her fucking brains out right as Alex is pulling up. And, I mean, that's it? We get an outro, which is essentially just a news story being broadcast about the whole series of events. In China. It and, was like, yeah. it only showed the newscast it being broadcast in, like, I would have to America. assume... I would have to assume that if there were six girls who just kind of got massacred... It would be international. But again, I think it was kind of racist. They're like, oh, super techie. Look at all this tech stuff on the screen. And they're yeah. like, what's more techie than China? Yeah. <laughs> okay, big part here. Yeah. In one of these murder scenes, there's a part that says, at Bennett... I was going to... Okay, so... Oh, we're on the same page there, buddo? Yeah, yeah, so... Because it drove Tanner, me nuts. I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask <coughs> Tanner. Tanner, who is Bennett? Does that name mean anything to you in the context of this film? Was it... Um, 
Francesca's boyfriend, or was it the? It was one of the girls' boyfriends. I just can't remember. Which it was one. presumably Cat's boyfriend. Cat's boyfriend. Okay. He was so, only mentioned twice in the film, and both of them were of complete like. Well, she said that she just kissed throw Bennett. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he and he was saying that he did not want her hanging out with him anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then the dad yeah, was yeah. like, "Yeah." We're, yeah. yeah, where is she? Is she with and So in the final yeah. scene, uh, we do get a one of the social media overlays where the top user, the top poster is Bennett, which would lead me to believe that the streaming and stuff like that was happening was from Bennett's account. No, so than Bennett. Either Bennett is <laughs> either A, <laughs> either A, either A subsection one, <laughs> either Bennett is some sort of um, alt handle that Kat uses on social media, which I I think could be a possibility because none of the girls know about Bennett. When Dr. White asked them, is she with Bennett, none of the girls know who Bennett is. It may have been implied that Dr. White had at some point exper- had some experience with this Bennett character. Correct. But it was never anything that was fully concrete. So either Bennett is an alt account for Kat or he is some legitimate teenage, I mean, maybe teenage, maybe older uh, male that Kat has been seeing. Yep, and just been talking about in general, yeah. thus giving her, you know. Now, going back to in, in the sequence in the basement, how Alex was talking about the killer being a bigger male figure, to me, I think Bennett, an uncasted character, is our secondary killer. Yep. For me, for me, I would go so far as to say is he was the uh, almost the primary killer, the I introductory agree. killer, because we get timestamps both at the scene of the crime when the first live feed overlay is presented to us, and when Doctor Cat, I mean Doctor White and Cat are having their first conversation, we see the time in the text that is being sent by Doctor White. The killings and that conversation were two minutes apart. And that text had been sent off two minutes into the conversation. So if we're giving credence to there's any continuity in the timeline, then that dispels any rumors about Cat or Dr. White having committed the original murders. So the big mystery of this movie for me has been, since I've watched it again, who was the original killer? And if there was any actual intention in any of this fucking movie, because yeah. if that is true, that's exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> that's true. That blows... That That's actually kind of mind-blowing, that an uncasted character... Can be have, the main character in ...would have life. such a big role in yeah. this film. So I think, for me, here here's the big conspiracy. That this boy, Bennett, who was dating Cat, was the original killer, and it was his job to kill... Alex's husband, and then plant evidence that would make it look like Dr. White had committed the job. I don't know if that tracks with anyone else. That's kind of the theory that I've come to that makes the most sense, because, like I said, if it's not him, then who's the original killer? I think he could be the original killer, but I think the motive involved with Dr. White isn't as, like... I don't think it, it took as big of a place as we think it might. Just because that's way too... For having Cat having Bennett kill Mr. White? No, yeah. so, so like, just having Mr. White... Mr. White. Being be the, Well, yeah, being be framed by this Bennett character yeah. that wasn't licensed. Yeah. And 
Well, we don't know. We we don't know anything about Bennett. He could be 18 years old. He yeah. could be uh, a legally functional adult male who yeah. has been sickly dating this 12-year-old girl. Yeah. I would say it's not exactly out of the question for us to assume that he's a very sadistic, b very dangerous, c <laughs> c is a caramel. <laughs> c is a caramel. <laughs> But, but see, very sadistic, uh, and even maybe intelligent. I don't know, lads. <laughs> I think it's a good theory. Yeah, it's I a good theory. I have to rewatch it. All right. A lot of that was pretty deep for me. I didn't get a lot of the other facts, but I yeah. did think Bennett played a huge role in it, and I think this movie was a huge fucking shitstorm yeah. where the director decided halfway through the movie to put a lot of parts in. I agree yeah. with the part of him in the forest being put in, and I also agree with the fact that they were like, yo, we put this Bennett guy in there, and we didn't do shit with it. Yeah. So what do we do? We make everybody think that we're artistic, pull a Jordan Peele, you know what I'm saying? Oh, big trigger but on that one. Here's the pull thing. A, pull a Only Jordan 5,000 people have ever watched this film, and I guarantee maybe 5% catch the Bennett on the top poster. Exactly, but I think, that's, I think that's the beauty. You think that's, that's the a point. fucking Once again, I, like yeah. I said, it's a Jordan Peele thing where people think that they can just put this one thing at the end and go, this movie suddenly isn't as shitty now <laughs> because it gives you some hope that it was something other than this very basic yeah. plot. You know? But yeah, I also I mean, that was the emotional roller coaster of fucking hashtag horror. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's close down. Let's close down shop. Let's go back to the legend, legend Ray Jameson. <laughs> How many people died? Six. Six people, not including Ray Jameson. So we had not including Ray Jameson, who Disappeared. was declared to have committed suicide. Yes. Um, people who die in the film, we have Harry, we have his mistress, we have Aja, Ava, Georgie, Francesca, and Dr. White. And then we do have Kat, who does kill herself. Do we? I would give credence... To Clearwater Revival? I would give Creed Clearwater Revival Band a solid listen. They do good work. <laughs> but what if this is all supernaturally driven? Like, what do you mean? Elaborate on that. All right. What if it's an it situation where the whole Ray Jameson thing was set to happen every X number of years, and it just so happened to like I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, what if our characters would uh, normally be very rational? It almost seems weird to me that everyone would be so terribly irrational and non-human, inhuman. That there would not be any supernatural so, activity. So what you're involved. saying here, Alex? So let's, saying, let's dig this out. Dig this hole. You're saying that Four she converged. is a fucking directing god. <laughs> no, 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 no. She yes, you are. Stanley Kubrick. Bet, yeah, no. This lady thought about symbology. The whole thing. And these, all of these people are so fucking stupid that everyone's gonna pull out of this movie that. They're not stupid because they stupid. They, they stupid, stupid because demon makes stupid. Four wins. I mean, there's got for me. There's got. Oh, fuck. I am. Re- I. Maybe oh. a little bit deep. Oh, a Alex bit. is like, listen. I've watched this movie four <laughs> listen, times. Now. Guys, I need more out of it than what it's offering me, me right now. I get. And dude, we we talk about earlier in the scene with the Ray Jameson thing. There was the medium, who had uh, predicted the four winds converging and predicted terrible fates to come on the land. What would you call Sam in, in this role of having 
her flashbacks and not flashbacks, having her visions because they weren't flashbacks unless you assume that Sam was the original killer. Yeah. I would say that we have all our roles filled. We have our killer, we have our six un you know unlucky souls, and we have our medium. I would say it draws a direct parallel. Whether or not Tara Subkoff was intelligent enough to do that purposefully, I don't want to get taken down for libel. Yeah. <laughs> or slander. Um, I'll do it. She didn't do that shit on purpose. Please direct all mail to Tanner Cox. <laughs> so, I mean, this movie, you're comparing it to It, which is kind of... No, no, no. No, no, no. You I, are, and I think it's interesting because of the fact that I think this director takes a serious... Like, it takes very seriously Stephen King. Yeah. Um, Because in multiple parts of this movie, I had a bunch of vibes that they were just trying to have the same amount of horror. Hence, the forest scene, very Jack Nicholson, very just out of his mind and didn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, And also, the part where the blood's pouring into the pool. Yeah. And that part, and yeah, the winter. Tara Sokoff did go on record saying she, there there was... um, an interview where I read about some of her influences. Uh, she definitely referenced Wes Craven. I, I know for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't tell you offhand if she referenced Stephen King. But I wouldn't be surprised to. Well, I, she didn't I see reference a lot of Stephen it. King because she knew she was going to get the big copycat sticker on her on her movie <laughs> if, if she said if she said Stephen King. Yeah. yeah. This was obviously a fucking emotional this roller coaster. Was, None of it made sense. It was all sporadic. I think it all made sense, and you guys are too stupid. <laughs> okay. I am an intellectual. Our, I watch Rick and Morty. Out here play, she's playing 40 chess. You guys are fucking shitting in your own head. <laughs> talking about rape. Yeah, the other 5,000 people that watch this movie are also in our same fucking boat. But there's someone it out premiered, there on Reddit. Wildest with, thing. It premiered at the MoMA. <laughs> the Museum of Modern Art. Whoa. Yeah, it, it had a MoMA premiere where it saw a lot of artsy types fucking probably sitting around circle jerking and, and busting some nuts on, on egg. I miss egg. I think Can we talk she, about egg? The throbbing, <laughs> the throbbing, pulsating egg. I honestly, as much as I'd love for it to be about this crazy, deep fucking thing that you've created, uh, I think it was just an allegory on, on uh, social media being the devil. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh... I've come to terms with the the fact that you're fucking stupid. <laughs> that Tara Subkoff is an actual literal god. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants to come to church on on Saturdays, we'll be we'll be Saturdays. worshiping Tara Subkoff. Uh, we'll we'll be drinking and doing synchronized swimming. <laughs> so I think that's all we have for hashtag horror. All right. <laughs> well, we have been the films have guys. We are a half horror review podcast. Half Japanese Star Wars poster. And half do not sue us because everything that we said is for entertainment purposes. And uh, I don't... uh, Nothing that we said about these little girls should be taken seriously. If you would like to contact us, we have a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram. We have a Discord, which you cannot get on because I'm too busy shit posting. Um, (laughs) Film Tab Guys is our handle on everything. Thank you. Have a nice night. Peace. Bye.